Welcome to Chatman and Robin. I'm Max Peterson. And I'm Bird. And Bird, what are you drinking? It's been, well, no, what are you drinking first? And then we'll <laughs> tell people why we've been gone for two weeks. <laughs> um, I am drinking a virgin pina colada. Virgin pina colada. And water. Water, nice water hey. bottle. Yeah, hmm. Oh, sorry. Bump the mic. That's okay. Um, I mm. am drinking a Gordon's Martini up with three olives and a little, a touch less uh, dry vermouth than uh, than is prescribed. And actually, is this the? I was going to ask. You made this for me. Is this the first <laughs> martini you've ever made? I I don't know. I think I've talked you through other drinks before when we've been doing. You know, like I feel like I must have made one um, when we were living in Marquette. Uh, yeah, in, but in the apartment. Park Street. Yeah, yeah, you must have shaken. There was a lot of cocktails happening back then. But then, during that time, I was mostly gimlets. It was. It was all about the maybe you've made maybe you've made gimlets, but I think this might be your first martini. Okay. Well, Especially, yay. I'm I'm really proud that you made it through the olives portion since um, <laughs> you are a hater of. So olives. actually, what I did is I took the toothpick, I held my breath, and I just stabbed them in the <laughs> container while I was holding my breath, and I didn't even touch the like. Water. Why do you? In. Why do you hate all of them so much? Because they're the worst. Okay. They well, stink. Either way, the, it's so gross. The martini is delicious. I'm enjoying it quite a bit, mm. and I'll probably just have you make my drinks from now on. Oh, <laughs> kidding. Great. Um, Shall I fetch your slippers too? Yes, please. And my pipe. Also, my smoking jacket. Don't worry about it. I've had a couple of those. It's a. It's our kitchen table. It has to be able to get some stuff. Shut on. up. It's my baby. I spent so much time on this. All right. So we've been gone for approximately two Two weeks. weeks. Yeah. So we've been gone for two weeks. So we're. It was an accidental hiatus. Sorry, guys. It was kind of an accidental. And gals. Kind of an accidental hiatus, but it was also um, something kind of fun came up. And we, I think we like froze in panic. (laughs) And at least I did. Because I. I kept meaning to get to an episode, uh-huh. but because of this bonus cool thing we're doing, I was mm. like, what do we read? Should I read this? And then I was I thinking, thought you were talking about a trip to the UP. No. Although oh. that did definitely that hamstring us a little bit. Last week's. Um, so we actually have a preview review copy because mm-hmm. we're, we are a legitimate, awesome comic book review podcast. Hell yeah. High five. Uh. We got a review copy of a forthcoming comic book. To re- to review and to promote and to tell Hell all of yeah. you about, and it's two hundred pages long. And <laughs> in my little brain, I was like, "Oh my god, I have to we read. read the whole thing." <laughs> and well, and the way we've been doing Lost Girls is That's like such literally. It's such like a your brain. deep dive, mm. like deep mm-hmm. reading of it. I was like, "Oh my god, I've got, I'm gonna have like seven hundred pages of notes. How am mm-hmm. I gonna?" And it kind of froze me a little bit. So I just, yeah. uh, I let I the. We should get coasters. I forgot Sorry. the pod. Sure, you can grab them if you want. Oh, we don't have any coasters. We don't have coasters. Mm, that's fine. <laughs> so I, uh, yeah. I kind of put it off. But here we are to talk about it today. So we- I convinced him to do two chapters of this and two chapters of Lost Girls. So. Right. Is there any way you can get that closer to your mouth? About that uh, no. microphone. Mm. Uh, this is why I give you the road, uh, by the way. All right. I uh, 
Okay. Okay, so the we're actually going to do two different comics today. We're going to start mm-hmm. with the one that we are reviewing for you. It's called Drawn to Sex, The Basics. Um, it's from the the uh, the creative team behind Oh Joy Sex Toy, yes. which is a, a web comic. Yes. Yeah, I, I know them primarily through Dan Savage's podcast. Oh. He, they're on... Um, it's called Savage Love. It's an awesome uh-huh. podcast. Very like a uh, basically, he's a sex advice columnist, and they show up on his. If you're not listening to his podcast, you totally should. Yeah, Savage Love is really yeah. good. So that's where I was first introduced to them. They're oh, I should say their names. It's Erica Moen and mm-hmm. Matthew Nolan. Um, I'm pretty sure they're a married couple. I'm not pretty sure. I'm not positive. We didn't do the research for that, but they sure. they do a really cool um, sex educational and also sex positive uh, web comic. It's and a discussion about everything sex related. Right, and this book is a collection of their educational strips. Mm-hmm. So I wrote down that it's basically <clears throat> like a it's a sexy Calvin and Hobbes anthology. <laughs> It's like because kind of yeah the the Calvin and Hobbes anthologies are just collections of the newspaper mm-hmm. strips and I yeah. was like oh so they just themed this one mm-hmm. yeah they've done collections in the past they've done I think four previous to this but it's just like a collection of their previous strips this one is the basics of sex I think they're going to continue to do more educational. They are, yeah. I have a little blurb Um, about it, which I'll I'll read through. So this is part of the Ojoy Sex Toy Sex Education Collection, which um, I would uh, from the first page where they talk about that, the Mm -hmm. the first dedication amongst others, they dedicated to Dan Savage. So I was like, that's where I know these people from. Um, He has them on often to talk about like their sex toy of the month and stuff. So this is actually part of the Ojoy Sex Toy. Oh, I did. Did I just say that? What? <laughs> part of the Ojoy Sex Toy. Yeah, you toy literally just said that. My notes are all scrambled. Um, Your right, brain is scrambled. Probably, but it's martini. Um, right now, the book is being, it's part of a Kickstarter campaign mm-hmm. that's going to go until May 31st. They're, um, they're raising money not just to cover the cost of printing and stuff. Um, it's not just to cover the costs of printing the book, which has already been achieved. They've already funded it. Oh, they've it. already blown it out it's of the like water. It's like 600% yeah. funded yeah. or something like that. But it's also to help finance the next year of running Ojoy Sex Toy as a weekly webcomic that's free to read online. I'm now reading, as you can tell. The comic is the full-time job of Matthew Nolan and Erica Moen, and uh, they rely on their annual book Kickstarters. So they definitely have done other projects like yes, this. Yes, yep. Um, to help them afford hiring a wide variety of guest artists to create comics about uh, their unique experiences on the subject of sex, sexuality, and gender, as well as pay for the costs of running a small comics business and supporting two people. Um, so, and th- I'm pretty sure this mm-hmm. book is being like kind, of maybe partially co-opted by Oni Press, because if you go, uh, actually, it's right here. Mm-hmm. You can go right here for purchasing uh, options. Oh, contact marketing cool. at onipress.com, which is awesome because I've always loved Oni. Mm-hmm. That's such a such a great um, comics publisher. And it's also um, this the basics is also being supported by Planned Parenthood and Scarlet Scarletine, Teen, which I've, I'd never heard of before. I don't know what that is. I did a bre- I did a small amount of research, and we'll get to that in just okay. a second. 
Um, so here's just a basic summary of what the book is. Drawn to Sex, the Basics is 160 pages of sex education comics collected from the Planned Parenthood-sponsored series, Oh Joy, Sex Toy. It explores the practical side of sex from, designing, from defining just what it is to protection, masturbation, and the ins and outs of doing it. <laughs> and that, uh, that, that is a really good representation in text form of what this comic is like. Yeah. Um, sort of like straightforward, no nonsense, matter of fact, but also really fun. Fun and like comfortable and casual. Like you feel like you are actually having a conversation with Erica who narrates most of the strips. Yes. Um, uh, we own uh, for the <laughs> podcast. I've flipped through the whole like once you start flipping through it, you're like, mm. oh, you go to mm-hmm. the table of contents and you're like, which is the dirtiest section? Let <laughs> me go and find that and you go read it. But. Um, several, uh, like guest hosts show up throughout the comic, but yeah, Erica is the one who narrates the first two chapters, which we'll be covering in depth today. Um, so this first book will will be the first, okay, so this one is the first in a series of themed Ojoy sex toy collections. They're starting with the basics of sex. The next book will be focused on health. STIs, pregnancy, genital maintenance, such as pap smears and dealing with malfunctioning bodies, uh, PCOS, uh, vulvodynia, etc., which is super cool that they're doing a book just based on like sexual health and wellness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the third book will probably be about cool, miscellaneous, weird sex stuff like kinks and interviews with people in the sex industry and field trip comics where they report back from places like porn sets and swinger parties. Aww, so I cool. know I'm super, yeah. super excited. Um, oh, I'm so excited for all of these. Oh, I was wrong. The book is distributed through Limerence Press in the fall after the backers have received their copies. Hmm. So, interesting. Um, yeah, you can, it's easy to find. Just go to Kickstarter and just type in drawn to sex and it's the only one that, (laughs) or you can go to drawn to sex.com. Right. Um, and there, yeah, there's still lots of time. You can get a physical copy, I think is a $20 pledge, but there's tons of pledge levels. I think that even after the Kickstarter ends that you will be able to get copies of this as well. Yeah, through Limerence, through Limerence Press. But I'm just saying if you want to help them help ratchet this Kickstarter up. And I'm sure there's a bunch of really cool, fun perks. Yeah. I don't know what they are because we haven't. Oh, I went on that. I did. I went on there earlier. I don't know what the specifics are, but most of the perks are Kickstarter exclusive perks, which means. Right. But I mean, since they've been overachieving, I think there are probably some really cool, super fun extras. Yeah. 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 So there's yeah, but um, go and definitely go and check out the kick. Uh, there's a fun, there's a hilariously funny video kind of explaining <laughs> what the book is about. So go watch the video, see what the comic's about, and um, if this, if I mean, I was gonna say if sex is something you're interested in, but I mean, <laughs> I <laughs> come on, yeah, I would say most people. Um, you could also check out Erica Moen on Instagram, which is where I follow her. I think she's fuck yeah Erica Moen oh, really? on Instagram. Yeah, she's obsessed with beats. It's really adorable. Beats? Beats. Well, you you know about the phenomenon of beat dick. I don't think that's why, though. Because, (laughs) I mean, obviously she doesn't... I mean... Maybe she has a penis. I didn't think she did. Well, but. no, but come on. Beat, beat dick is fun for everybody. That's well, true, but she just loves the little beet plants. It's the cutest thing. I know. I think beets are awesome, too. <laughs> for people who think I'm crazy, one of the uh, primary compa- chemical compounds in beets is the act, one of the active compounds in Viagra. So doctors have noted uh, an interesting Ta-da. phenomenon, which some people have termed beet dick, which is if you eat lots of beets, you get super hard boners. Anyway, so 
fun fact for yeah. y'all out there, so penis owners. Get after that borscht, baby. <laughs> Mother Russia. That's how they can keep it up with all the vodka. Look at all the stereotypes <laughs> I'm just whipping around. All right, so <sighs> we actually have a cool uh, preview a reviewers copy. So let's dive in. Yes. You got your notes in front of you? I do. Okay. I do, I do, I do. So part one is called Sex the Concept. They break it into several parts. Scroll down to that. Yeah. Yep. So there's Sex the Concept. Doing it safely, doing it with yourself, and doing it with other people. Those are the four sections, and it's broken down into chapters in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first set, the first chapter is called "What is Sex?" And I was like, "Okay, so here we go. This is my." And each of the um, sections has its own little like header that discusses what they'll be going into. Yeah. In the following pages. Yeah. So it's got. Um, I I want to say it's the I I can't really describe. I'm trying to figure out like another artist who draws like they do, but I can't. I, I don't know. I know. I, know. I wanted it's to say really... it's it's like a little bit Doonesbury. It's like a little <gasps> bit. Um, you know that that series Sex Criminals, written by Matt Fraction and his wife, whose name eludes me, which is shitty because she also writes Bitch Planet. Just, yeah, I was just awesome. gonna say. Um, I know I can't remember shoot. her name, and it's killing me. But the art in that is like slightly similar. But their 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 cartoon style is amazing. It's so fucking perfect for the subject matter that they're covering. Yeah, it's it's kind of cartoony, but it's also depicting like very realistic bodies. It, I love it. Well, that's my that's my first note. Uh, I like that the even the first image. So if you scroll up, even the first image, nobody is per- keep going. Oh, higher. there's one more. Go here. This one? Oh, yeah. yeah. The first image, the, there are three people that we see. Mm-hmm. None of them are even particularly gendered. Yes, yeah. Yeah, she does that a lot. She's very inclusive, which I love. I know, that was again and Mm -hmm. again. It's uh, Okay, this is like, it's a fun educational (laughs) comic about sex, just Mm -hmm. like, you know, like uh, covering the very basics in a really accessible way. But -hmm. just seeing the art, I felt this crazy surge of like hope and like Mm -hmm. love. And I'm like, yes, this is. And we're coming up on Pride Month soon. Yay! I know. (laughs) This is is the perfect time to pick this book up. But I love that the first image, it's not only are these, are the, there's three, um, there's three people in the first drawing. None of them are particularly gendered. Mm-hmm. None of them are. I wrote down conventional. And what I mean by that is there's a thing in mm, comics. Yeah, like models. Yeah. Model attractive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like flip, Stereotypical. flip open mm-hmm. most Marvel or DC comics. Not knocking those companies. I love their comics. But flip them open and you have a bunch of supermodels running around. Oh, yeah. And there's in a, there is, tight there is a yeah. comic book body type. You know what I mean? The broad yes. shoulders and mm-hmm. the men, and they're all muscular. Everybody's e- muscular. Well, there's and then there's like you know the they throw in the the skinny goth kid or whatever, mm. but yeah. but he's a throwaway character. Mm. He's an outsider, and part of that outsider status is signaled by his his not like typically masculine body type, and they have. We have a wide variety of body types. We have different ethnicities and we have no obvious gendering at all. These look like real people. Mm -hmm. And it's so fucking cool. I love it. It's it's a great like taste of things to come, which, wow, what a great sentence for this book. A taste (laughs) of things to come. All right. right. So what is sex? What is sex? I wanted to uh, actually, I'm going to read 
her definition of sex, which is they get right into it in the comic the, because <laughs> I love the setup for this. Oh, by my the God. Way, too. Yeah. Um, the the opening dialogue is great. Do you want to read the woman's part and I'll read the man's part? Oh. Come on, let's do it. Let's do it. It's fun. Oh. This is so fucking fun. Let's okay. do it. Okay. Okay, go. I'm so horny. I really want to have sex with <laughs> Fuck you. I'm reading both parts. I'm reading both parts. Okay, so here's the first page. It's amazing. I'm so horny. I really want to have sex with you. <laughs> Me too. But it would be morally wrong. What a pickle. Thank goodness we found a sweet workaround. It's so genius. Just stick it in my butt again. As long as, long as your penis stays out of my vagina... Oh, we're both still virgins. <laughs> this isn't sex. We gamed the system. And then Erica bursts in the door. The, well, the cartoon Erica bursts <laughs> right. in the door and has my favorite line ever because I hear it as a Lady Adam West in my <laughs> yes. head. Did you too? <laughs> she goes, uh, whoa there, chums. <laughs> but in like a lady voice. Yeah. I would What would a lady... Um, Whoa there, chums. No, I can't. Slightly higher. No, it would just be Adam West's voice. <laughs> it's, just it's just Adam West. <laughs> and only that line. But whoa there, chums. The moment mm-hmm. you he- I read that line, I was like, I get it. I know exactly what this comic is going to be like, and mm-hmm. I wanted to applaud. It mm-hmm. was so amazing. Yeah. Um, this book made me laugh. I love that they started with, you know, the old Christian workaround. Yep. Like right yep. off the bat mm-hmm. as a perfect example of people having no idea what the fuck sex right, is. Right, right. Not, not like in an ignorant way, but just the, everyone's definition of sex is so broad that you can come up with these kind of stupid workarounds. Like, you mean it's so specific. It's so specific penis and vagina. Right. That they, is like people, some people's definition of sex is so narrow. Right. That like literally two naked people just. Just ass fucking the shit out of each other, and they can be like, "Luckily, we didn't have sex." But we're not just having now. sex. I came all over and inside of you, but there was no P and V, so Jesus is fine with it. Like, you know what I mean? Jesus is like, high five. <laughs> like, way to go, way to go, guys. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Good game. Good game. Okay. But um, um I don't oh know. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh my so. God. She goes, whoa there, chums, you're totally having sex. And then they basically the rest of the comic is them having a discussion about what the the two people who are naked and having anal sex the entire time. I have a note about this, actually. Go ahead. I love this super laid back, comfortable conversations between the characters and our narrator, Erica. In these conversations, in the um, comics, there's no like, nobody's ashamed that they're having sex. Nobody's ashamed that they're naked or any of that. I just love how that's presented. Like, it's not shameful. Right. Like, the totally. I actually noted the same thing, which is there's a lot of naked people around other naked people, and there are people talking to people while people are having sex. Obviously, this is a Cartoon. So these are all right. drawings. We made this. We have to this, make this. These distinction. are not real people. Right. We have to make this distinction when we talk about Lost Girls because a lot of mm. the drawings are criminal. But um, yeah, with this one, it's uh, it, the 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 comfort and the like. It, it makes it seem very natural. Like yeah. sex is a natural it's thing. Totally normal. It's, a, it's fine. It's cool. Not, I was gonna say everybody does it, but not everybody, not does, everybody it. does it. And they 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 address it. I, I know. Love I love it. that too. Double high fives. <laughs> So anyway, it's like, 
I like I like how it it normalizes not normalizes sex but treats sex as like whatever form it appears in. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's cool. No one is ever like, oh, put it away. Right. Oh, God. It's nothing to be ashamed of. It's natural. I know. And yeah. I totally loved it, which <laughs> actually I, I meant to talk to you about this before the podcast started. But I would I as we go through here, can I am I allowed to talk about like my my personal sexual story? Sometimes? I was assuming that we would. OK, yeah. good, good, good. I was like, because they're normalizing <laughs> it. Maybe we could normalize it. Yeah. And you know, I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> so her, uh, Erica, they ask her like, okay, so the the guy who's fucking his girlfriend, his lady, he's still female sexual partner, bump, bump. Mm-hmm. right? There's literally hump, hump, hump in yeah. the, <laughs> which is awesome. He goes, uh, okay, smarty pants. So what is sex anyway? And Erica gives us a huge caveat about how everyone's definition is going to be different, mm-hmm. but her personal definition is sex is being intimate in an erotically arousing or stimulating way with someone. Can I just say that I love this panel. There's a panel at the bottom of this page, page seven, Mm. and it's got the most gorgeous uh, Art Nouveau thing going on. And I recognize it and I love it and I'm here for it. Oh, the Art Nouveau background? Yeah. 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 And actually, I love the style of this comic, period. And I love that it's mostly done in shades of pink Mm. with black and white accents or like definition um i just love this super limited palette i think it's really effectively done she she's fantastic i like it too i'm not sure exactly who does the art and who does I the writing she or does. if it's shared between the two. Oh, i don't know maybe we should look into that man we don't know definitely anything, do yeah we? well no <laughs> i'm glad we dove in but as we as we continue we'll i think we should uh dig, like do a little bit more research i'm also gonna send them an email um i'm gonna just keep calling erica she and matt he but i, I we i will do want to check know, yeah. their pronouns yeah but just for this particular episode because i don't know any better at this point i'm going to continue to mm-hmm. do that but i wanted to ask you what do you think about that definition um, I'd say it's pretty broad, but not a bad definition either. I also think it's a pretty good definition, but when we get to this list, I had a few questions about it. Uh, you know, me too. Okay, let's tackle okay. that because th- this promotes discussion, which I really, <laughs> really enjoy about the book, which is, is um, they say again and again and again throughout the, at least the first two chapters, which we did the, the deep read for. Mm-hmm. That like everyone's different. Like the a lot of the like simple questions about sex aren't that simple. They're super broad mm-hmm. and, and hard, tough to tackle. So, the list that so is she, presented yeah. as uh, things that Erica says count as sexual activity, or you know, in her opinion, these are sexual activity: um, butt sex, hand job, frottage, kissing, oral sex, P and V sex, rimming, muffing, mutual masturbation, finger fucking. I would. All of those things, I'm like, yeah, you're definitely having mm-hmm. sex. But the top one is hugging. I also don't believe that I would say that frottage is what, sex. What is your definition of frottage? Because f- I had to look it up because I didn't know what it was. My understanding would be that like tit fucking or like cock between oh. butt cheeks, that's often called frottaging. Okay. F- the other terms that I, the other, um, the other act that I've heard described as frotting, which I think might be similar, is mm-hmm. when two uh, gay men rub their, or bi men or whatever, or two men rub their penises together. Okay, what so the definition find? that I read was like basically humping with your clothes on. Okay. So the other things, yes, I would consider those sex. Humping with your clothes on, I wouldn't consider that. You don't sex. think humping with your clothes on 
I would say humping with like humping with your clothes on dry humping or whatever. Yeah, you dry call humping. I would say that's a sexual act for sure. Yeah, I wouldn't say that it's like sex though, because then you're having sex with strangers at clubs when you're grinding up on somebody or somebody's grinding up, grinding up on you. Would you? So rather than well, here's hmm. yeah. This is this is where now this is a maybe this is a bit too charged for like a simple read of this. But this is where I think that the definition or the defining of sex is really... Go ahead. Never mind. Is really important. Mm-hmm. Because, like, for... Most primarily because, like, we've seen right now with, like, the Me Too movement. Yep. And we've seen okay. all of we, these... Our, our brains were the same place. Okay, where we've mm-hmm. seen all of the, like... Um, where pe- the sexual assault victims are coming out and they're able to talk about their stories. Um, and they're able to find justice for being sexually assaulted but hugging is at the top of the list and for for me that's that would basically there are two ways to look at it the guy um god why am i forgetting his name garrison keeler garrison keeler so if hugging is defined as sex then garrison keeler did sexually assault a woman but if hugging is not defined as sex if hugging is you hug your grandma so yeah, but I, I guess it's context. It's all contextual, because so then like like I hug my mother. So I hug my mom. I hug my brother. But I also hug you. And sometimes when I hug you, that's there's an intimate hug there. It's two close bodies. But I don't think I've ever hugged you in a way where I was like, yeah, this is a hug. Right. <laughs> I mean, I know I don't want to. Be, <laughs> hugs hugs should never be creepy like that. Oh. But I don't know and. You know, like, so if you're at a club and you go up and grind on some dude, what if he's that, never going to be upset about it because guys don't guy, but, seem to get upset about hi- it. But well, let's anyway. hypothetically say, you know, like what the guy, what if the guy's like, oh my God, and goes and grabs a bouncer and is like that guy, well, that guy, that girl, whoever just came just over. Just raped me. Yeah. That's that I think See? is where hmm. you get a little bit of. Hmm. What's the? It's a bit of a sticky wicket. Well, it's Oleana <laughs> is what it is. Yes, it is. It's fucking David Mamet's play, but don't call your wife baby. Yeah, God, what Sorry. a great play. But um, we're still talking about it five years after we watched it once. That play, I didn't even watch it. I don't think you just watched like the last five minutes, and it. Got I was you. probably just so pissed. I was like, I can't fucking watch. I watched this. the whole thing, but um, so. Yeah, I like that those are all included as mm-hmm. like sexual activities. I I think this kind of feeds into the discussions we've been having about Lost Girls, which is that there is a spectrum mm-hmm. for sex. In fact, we're going to talk today about um uh later in this episode, we're going to talk about chapter 10 of Lost Girls. I think there's an a really interesting scene where uh you know, the the girls kind of Dorian Gray it and get uh sexually excited by just watching opera you know, ballet is it's a ballet but oh is it just a ballet yeah okay uh i know anyway we'll get into that later but they're what they're watching art and the art is sexual to them mm-hmm. so in a weird way that's like a it's a non-sexual sex that we see but anyway i don't know this i like the inclusiveness of the list because it allows you as a sexual being to really define your own sexuality but at the same time especially in the world of me too and of um like this huge wide spate of sexual assault Mm -hmm. stuff that we're seeing in the news the gray area is very tricky 
especially when it's so weighty. Now, that's not to say that, you know, again, I think context is everything because that's not to say that anyone who feels that they've been sexually uh, assaulted is that their their opinions are invalid or that their experience is invalid. But I don't know. Like, do we define hugging as sex? That was I don't know. This I don't. I don't either. Because um, I hug my grandmother and I don't have sex with my grandmother. That's, so that's true. Erica Erica does she, but she also doesn't say that they are sex. She says that they are sexual activity, and I think that's where context is. But I I and you know what? I even like that this gray area was introduced this early in the book because it sh- it again it it shows a spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um. The other thing I like is uh, that there's a bit, go up a little bit, Uh, one more page up. It's page eight still. Um, She defines, she says, uh, phone sex and getting, Mm. and getting peed on, which I thought, I was thinking about that and I was like, is phone sex sex? I think in a way it is, you know, because if it's, if it's two adult people, they're saying sexually charged things to ignite their erotic brain and they're masturbating furiously on either end of a phone line and they both, you know, they Unless you paid somebody to do it and then they're just sitting in their living room with their cat telling you this and you're you are masturbating. Well, I think furiously. it's still maybe it's not context, maybe it's intent. Because if you call the phone sex line, they're still intending to get you off. Yeah, 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 yeah. So and then you know you come furiously into your grandmother's guest room sheets <laughs> or, or into your hotel room toilet or wherever the sure fuck. yes thank you that's but preferable you're welcome <laughs> but um i don't know i i like the definition of phone sex as sex but i also really enjoy yeah i mean they call it sexting for so. a reason sending erotic pictures but i really in w- the one thing i really liked was the inclusion on page what eight of this guide of I can't remember the the technical term for the fetish, but water sports, including oh, yeah. including kinky stuff. Yeah, not just kinky that's st- not actually sex, but still arousing. I would say for me, I mean, like I don't know, penetrative. Well, for me, I would absolutely count that as sex. Like there, she, I think she mentioned spanking as well. Yeah, spanking and stuff. But like there are there are definitely situations in which I would cons- like for example I would consider like I I really like spanking you <laughs> but I would consider like a a quote unquote session or whatever you want to call it where I just spanked you I would consider that like a, a f- like a book ended sexual experience I wouldn't be like and then we went on and had or you know I wouldn't feel let down if nothing else happened I'd be right. like that would be an erotic sexual experience for me. Just erotic like, sexual experience. I would still call it sex. I would sit like, you know, if someone was like, hey, did you have sex today? I would probably say yes. No one has ever asked me that. I, don't <laughs> think. You know, I get to work and my boss is like, hey there, sonny boy. Have you had sex yet today? And I'd be like, I did, boss. Firm handshake. <laughs> you know, I don't know. High five. But no, I would, you know, if I were asked, I think I would be like, yeah, absolutely. Because it pushes those buttons and, mm, and mm-hmm. flips that switch. And I, I love, maybe we're diving too deep, but I love that this book allows space for that. Mm-hmm. I wrote down later, I said, why couldn't Erica and Matt have been my sex head teachers? Oh my god, I think I have a similar note. What did I say? I um 
No, I didn't. You did. Well, that's. I think I ran upstairs at one point, like midway through reading this, and was like, mm-hmm. "Bird, they should have been. Them. Why couldn't they have been in my high school? Because my sex ed was so sex. Mm. And okay, there's there's the whole stupid bullshit abstinence sex ed <gasps> thing where they're like, "Fuck that, kids so don't hard. have just don't have sex. <clears throat> you know, like God will make you have Which, babies." Donald Trump is funneling money into. Yay! Yeah. Well, that's a so we're gonna have a rise in teen abortions and teen pregnancy Huzzah. and STIs. For more on the subject, tune into Savage Love and listen yeah, to Dan. No kidding. Dan Savage rails against it constantly, which is so uh, good to hear. Yeah. But I mean, I had a f- what I would call like a full sex ed course. It was like a full sem- full uh, year of classes or whatever, like a full school year, you know. Um, it, really? It was folded into our biology class, yeah. Wow. And they did the whole, like, you know, like, now we're going to talk about diseases for a month. Here's uh, pictures of diseased genitals. Oh, Here's more genital diseases. <laughs> you know, like, and right after lunch, too. God, it was awful. <laughs> but, like, and then there's, like, <sighs> when a man's penis becomes tumescent. Like, that's that's my sex ed. <laughs> It was that mixed with. I had books from like the sixties. I I found that a, talked to you about having sex. Like I don't think I even really had. I just had a realization. What? I thought that I had discovered when I was pretty young, like mm-hmm. eleven. Mm-hmm. I was. We were still in Hubble. When I was like eleven, I found a sex ed book on my shelf on the shelf in our living room, and until this moment, I always assumed that we just had it in the house. Oh my god! My, oh my god! It was totally planted. Your parents realized that you were starting to get old enough to because be curious why the about sex. Fuck yeah. Would my mom and dad have like a cartoon <laughs> sex ed book? It was cartoon. There was drawing, not like oh this. My not god. this is the book. If you know, like oh my god, this is the book that I needed. I'm gonna plant this but. in all, this book in all of our friends who want to have kids. I'm gonna plant this in all their houses <laughs> when their kids are around like 10, 11. I'll just be like. And like, you get one of these. Exactly. And you get one this will be a big Christmas present for <laughs> <laughs> all of us. Stack. Uncle I'll be like, Max is creepy. I'll be like, Bud, Bud, how old are uh, X and Y's kids? Oh, about ten, about nine, eh? Two years time, we'll have to send them a copy of Drawn to Sex. All right. Well, book, put that on the calendar. Pencil that in for Christmas. But no, I just realized. Oh, I was like, I, I was gonna say I found my mom's sex ed book, and then I'm like, no, I didn't. Mom bought a sex ed book and planted it where she knew I would see it. To avoid giving me the talk. I'm pretty sure that my parents got their sex ed books Mm -hmm. that they were given when they were teens. I don't remember if it was my dad or my mom. And I'm pretty sure they were like, hey, these are our old books. If you have any questions, you can read these books or you can read these books and then you can come ask us, you know, and that's... Where I got a lot of information. Can I tell you a slightly embarrassing story about Which myself? Is super upsetting now to think about because those books are from the '60s and they were really dated. Yeah, they were super sexist. <laughs> very, very sexist. Was there a? Ch- I should go see if I could find those. Was that, there like? Oh a, my god, that, that would be, would be so great. funny. To- <laughs> Was there a chapter called like uh, "How to Pray the Gay Away in Ten Easy oh. Steps"? From the sixties, you say, actually the sixties were fairly groovy. Maybe you were no, it was like oh, they the were, like. So this was the Republican sixties. Yes. <laughs> Can I tell you an embarrassing story about myself because of the sex ed book I got yeah. when I was eleven? <laughs> All right. 
So in the sex set, my my the book that I discovered that my was so cleverly hidden and oh no, young Max found our book for educating the youngster on sex or whatever the fuck. There was a section about like there was the sec the section that I read over and over and over again, which was like what sex is. By the way, just so you know, that ice and all of the drinking and stuff is like that mic is crazy jacked up right now. Uh, they described sex as like you know like the man. Puts his penis into the woman's vagina. You know, you got the sense that they were they were looking up technical terms as they went to avoid, <laughs> you know, like turning on any little kids or whatever. And there was they were they just des- they described Your vagina's pretty unsexy. They and- described the sex act as the man and woman move their hips rhythmically. Okay, to yeah to make the penis move inside the vagina and. You know, create ejaculation and then babies come by stork or whatever. So the f- I've already told on here the story of like when I thought I broke my penis masturbating oh, to James Bond. My God! But uh, oh my God, that was probably the last episode. Actually, it was the last episode. I think so for the and I got some really hilarious text message screen captures of the moment in James Bond that I talked about in the episode. And man, some memories came flooding back. Let we me have tell some you, awesome what. friends. We do have some awesome friends. But uh, okay, so like. I, I did the James Bond thing first, and I think maybe like I my mom started noticing I was acting weird, so that's when the book. Wait, showed so up. that happened in Hubble? Yeah. Okay, so the I book was shows young up. Young as fuck. Yeah, the book shows Guy, up. you broke your penis. The Thought book I broke shows my penis. Up. The book shows up, <laughs> and then I learned like, oh, I'm masturbating totally wrong. Like you don't grab it with your hand and make like a little blanket vagina, and then hold the outside of the blanket vagina and rub a blanket on it. That's wrong. What you do is. You lay on top of the blankets and you move your hips like you're doing the salsa dance. Or <laughs> that's literally actually like that, I've heard of a lot of um, I've heard a lot of young women, um, well, girls mm-hmm. um, do the pillow hump thing. What's the pillow hump thing? You know, I don't know because I never did it. But apparently, you put the pillow between your legs and yeah, hump and you around. hump it. Interesting. Yeah. I. I I I read. You kind of did a version I of that. You did, did a male version. I did a male version of the pillow hump for because I was like eleven or whatever or ten nine like mm-hmm. young. I don't remember. Jesus well, Christ! I, I, we moved when I was eleven, and I know I read that book like at least a year or two before we moved. I was young. I don't really. I don't have a good timeline in my head, but so somewhere between the ages of like eight and eleven. You did. I did the like okay rhythmic hip motions. That's what I'm meant to be doing. That's mm-hmm. how my. That's what nature wants me to do. Nature wants me to get on my bed and do the cha cha face down. <laughs> that's literally <laughs> for like a month. And then I was like, this is bullshit. I'm gonna go back to like make a blanket vagina. <laughs> <laughs> so, and if only I had discovered this book instead. There's a whole fucking chapter on how to masturbate. Yep. Not how to masturbate, but like exploring masturbation. I think they literally tell you how to masturbate. Yeah, it's not I mean it's not like step 1. I know. I think they're like, you know, do what feels good. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, but, Use lube. And they do uh, actually in the next chapter Wash we're going to talk about Wash your fucking hands at some point before or after, preferably both. No, just Jump into the shower afterwards. Or do I mean, it in that's the shower. Too. Anyway, do no, it in the, the shower. Yeah. So this, then <clears throat> in high school we did the the sex ed thing again. So my my sex ed was like some. Ugh, that was too much sugar. <laughs> oh, the uh, the virgin yeah. uh, pina colada. So in Ugh. high school it was like 
pictures of STDs and there was like these weird after school special videos we'd watch where it's like, I really like you, Johnny. You know, like, I really like you too, Sarah. Mm, kiss. Fast forward. I wish I hadn't gotten pregnant. My life is ruined. Like dozens of those videos where like uh, pregnancy is the worst thing. That man, can I feel like I didn't get as much sex ed as you. Well, I like. I'm pretty sure they addressed it every year a little bit in gym class. Weren't you? I was kicked out of. You weren't one of them. There was part of sex ed that you weren't like school. not allowed to attend, right? Yeah, the actual like, how do you ha- safely have sex? Right. That's so that's the part that I didn't get. You were in like a weird, uh, like modified abstinence program, essentially, right? You told me about this in the past. Do you want to talk about it or no? We don't have I, to. Yeah, sure. We could talk about it. Um, so my parents are quite religious. So I got all of the like STDs are bad and will end your life. And don't get pregnant. Had to. Syphilis will rot your nose off. We had a person who had. Um, AIDS or HIV come in and like talk to us about how much it sucks to have HIV or AIDS. Uh, and I was like, wow, okay, not doing that ever, which I'm sure is the point of that. Way to go, early 90s scare tactics. Yeah. No, well, 2000s. early 2000s. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like all of that jazz, and here's how a baby is formed and all that bananas. Mm. Um, but for the actual like how to protect yourself while engaging in sex how to use birth control right all of that i had to go sit in the hall wow yeah god well let me tell you what if it's anything like myself if it's like anything if it's anything like it was at my high school you really didn't miss a whole lot it was i'm sure there was a condom and a banana nope really Mm -hmm. nope no condom no banana it was because uh, we, our sex ed was taught by a guy. I'm not going to say his name. He was awesome. Like, come on. Like he did the best he could. And we all liked him. He was our science professor. Professor. He was our science Did teacher. you guys have to watch Miracle of Life? No. Oh. We just watched a lot of after school specials where kids got oh, diseases God. and got pregnant. And this is what a penis looks like when it's covered in warts. It was oh really bad. Oh my God. <laughs> it was really bad. <laughs> so it was... I, I want to say that I got full sex ed because they did. They were like, like sex can be fun, but most of the time it just fucking makes babies in you and gives you diseases. It right. was so they were they did like the briefest of like sex is natural and normal. And so are diseases and uh, babies yep. coming out of your butt and whatever it was. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was like the high school uh. nightmare sex ed. You know, when you watch a movie Ooh. and it's sex ed and everyone is just like laughing uncomfortably and then everyone's going, oh, as the slideshow is happening. Yeah. That's what happened yeah. to me. Yeah. So it was a stew of that and my friends all discovering porn mags at the same time. Oh. So I'd go to class and I'd see like diseased genitals for like an hour. And then I'd go out in the hall and fucking. Dude, you'd be. F- Preston How would How are up. you even slightly normal? I don't. Am I slightly normal? No. Look what we're doing true. right sorry. now. We I'm have sorry. microphones in front of us and we're talking about diseased genitals <laughs> and then Preston rolls up to me and he's like hey look you can see your tonsils and shows me the centerfold and I'm like oh that's what a non-diseased vagina looks like interesting okay and he's like look there's 50 pages of people fucking each other in unrealistic ways and the next day 
I wish I hadn't had gotten pregnant. I have had six abortions and I'm 16 and it ruined my <laughs> life. <laughs> hey, look, man. In this copy of Jugs, they have a whole section called Abortion Point. It was just a weird oh fucking... It was, it was like a year of... Every, dude, this the system and my friends doing everything they could to make sure I would never ever want to see a naked human being, <laughs> and yet I turned out fairly like sexually open minded. Um, the reason we went, we I just slogged through all of that is to say that this comic is absolutely emphatically not that. Do you know how much like blushing? And like uncomfortable coughing my science teacher could have saved if he just gave every single one of us a copy of this book. By the way, yeah. the condom and the banana. Here's how condom worked. Okay. Front of the class. Here stands our professor holding a condom in his you hand. You mean teacher? Teacher. Sorry. I'm I'm used to college. I know. Me too. I always think of it. Yeah. So science teacher standing up front, condom in hand in wrapper. And we're all like, we're waiting for the banana because we've all seen a high school movie. We know how this portion of sex ed goes. And we're like, cool, we're about to see uh, Mr. X put a condom on a banana. We're going to make fun of him forever about this because mm. we're high schoolers and we're dicks. And he goes, um, the instructions are on the box. You guys can figure this out. I'm <laughs> not going to do this. Please use them. And he just throws it across the room. And then, like, goes and here's our slideshow of stuff. So that was our here's the diseased men- genitals. So I don't know if you oh remember. I don't know if you remember the first time, the first few times that you and I had sex, and my my condom use was kind of like a, shoddy at best, a titch bumbling. Where I'm like, oh, is this inside out? Well, we'll just whoop, flip this around. And, no. Does it really matter if it's inside out? I've been told that it does, but oh yeah, you can't roll it down when it's inside out. It's I don't know. I've always oh, I've yeah, always heard that that's, that's like true. no bueno. And you can't you're not supposed to do the flip. You're supposed to throw it away. Throw it away. Start, and start over. with a new one. But um, you know, when you're in college, you're super poor. And you're right, just you can't like, just be throwing those away, like, even though like, they give them out for free at Planned Parenthood. Yeah. I spent five dollars on this box of condoms. <laughs> we're going to get we're going to use this first one three times. <laughs> we're going to oh, get our man. money's worth. <laughs> Oh God. God! If only we'd had better sex education, and you can too. Withdrawn to sex, the basics. Um, oh. So the, my last section about this, or my last note on this first chapter, is I love their take on virginity. Yes, it's so yeah. cool. I, I I love that she was just like, "That's not a real fucking thing." Well, she doesn't. She doesn't say that. Right, but um, that, I mean, she that's, does. that's what I liked about it. She said, "See, virginity isn't an all-or-nothing commitment." Er, right, what, she's saying that like the traditional penis and vagina pops your hymen, right. the cherry thing. That's well, not a real thing. What What I like about this book and their treatment of virginity, but also their treatment of just a bevy of sexual topics, is they leave room for. To, to respect everyone's personal beliefs They say later like if you never want to have Sex in your life that's Totally cool and in this virginity Thing okay you grew up Super religious I grew up Roman Catholic also super Religious um church every Sunday Sunday school I was An altar boy I like That not because I'm religious Anymore which I sure as shit Ain't um I like that she leaves room for people who she even I think she says if a particular sexual act is super important to you, 
or like hold special meaning to you they leave room for that where they're Mm -hmm. like it's cool you don't have to do that like you if you want to be you can wait forever right or like if vaginal intercourse the inference is like look if vaginal intercourse is important to you they get they touch it again later in the second chapter about like how will sex affect you morally spiritually you personally Mm -hmm. like if vaginal sex is really important to you because of your religion and you don't want to have vaginal sex but you're cool with maybe blowjobs and hand jobs and fingers and that is totally fine Mm -hmm. that she This book leaves so much room for you to define your own sexuality rather than this weird prescriptive like your sex ed manuals from the 60s and my weird. Right. And she's and she's she dismantles that if you have sex, you're sullied thing like there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Again and again says like no matter what you do sexually, like you are a whole person, you're deserving of respect and you're deserving of you know uh, like empathy and you are no less or more because of your sex sex is just part of your experience which i thought is so cool and the way that they treat um i like that they uh that they uh, they allow the the line of like the the whole concept of virginity seems kind of silly i you know and she goes i think so but this in the drawing is really expressive. The mm-hmm. I think so. The 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 posture that Erica has there, and the, we're not going to do a, like a lost girls deep dive on the art, but the the posture suggests that I think so is my personal opinion. If you mm-hmm. don't think so, totally fine, totally right. cool. I love she doesn't the, say I agree or something like that. Right, yeah. it's all opinions, mm-hmm. and I I love that they leave that space. This book is so incredible i love the i also love the the there's a movie called calcutta i think it's no it's called caligula there's a movie called caligula which is famous for its like super decadent orgy scenes (laughs) it's one of the few movies that has actual sex in a mainstream hollywood production which is why it's become considered it's like a cult film now we'll watch it someday it's it's fun um they they hired a bunch of porn stars and basically just shot a real orgy and then spliced it into a movie with big Hollywood stars. So I love that it's basically the, the drawing is essentially Erica standing in the middle of like a bunch of sex stuff happening and people talking about how each there's such a wide range of sexual experiences that every time you have a new sexual experience, you can consider that losing your X, Y, Z, ABC, whatever virginity in that sex act. Mm-hmm. But you're not like, you know like uh, by the way the scarletine this will tie into that in just a second but you know like when you give your first blowjob you are not now like a sullied soiled rag that's totally undesirable Mm -hmm. the one of the the first person says i'm losing my receiving analingus virginity and i was like that's such a great way (laughs) to think about that Mm -hmm. because if you're super sexually adventurous now you have a huge checklist of virginities that you can tag your way through. But if you're if like, if you want to, if you want to, but if you are, you know, like if you're concerned or more sexually conservative, which is also totally cool, then you can, you know, place like a, a, a lot of importance on your, you know, uh, traditionally thought of as virginity, your P and V virginity. You can place a lot of importance on that, but there's still wiggle room for you to have sexual experiences and be a sexually satisfied and uh, uh, fulfilled person so yeah it was just super cool and also these drawings again like we'll keep coming back to it but the the 
the the sex acts that we're seeing here are two women on the left and on the right we have some sort of uh, like group sex happening with bisexuals involved it's not or pansexuals or pansexuals that's true like obvious you know bisexuals pansexuals I, yeah. there's there's people who are just slinging dicks and pussies all over and everyone's happy with everything that seems to be happening everyone's very happy about sex these are i don't know if we've mentioned but these are not uh, 1960s sex manuals these are super sex positive comics um i just i really dig that and oh my god naked bodies and normal looking naked bodies normal looking yeah. naked bodies um you know what i haven't seen any rippling abs Mm-hmm. Nary a nope. single rippling ab I also haven't seen any turgid 12 inch penises Actually at this point in the book I don't think I've seen any Oh there is one you penis You have seen one earlier. penis yeah. And you know what's fun about that one penis It's normal size It's not huge It's not gigantic I, oh, I, I love and we have only covered the first chapter So let's move on to the second chapter Oh but, my god yeah I think we're gonna just have to do this for tonight And just release this Oh, I mean, we can release part two with Lost Girls. Yeah, um, I was gonna do. I was Thursday just, or something. I was just gonna split it up and do a two-parter, okay. but you gotta hit the hay, is what you're saying? Yeah, eleven o'clock. Okay. So, um, yeah. So let's move on to chapter two really quick. Chapter two is called "Am I Ready for Sex?" Which I got to admit, um, when I read the title of the chapter, I was like. Yes. Well, <laughs> yes, this very moment. Right now. After reading your super sex positive first chapter, I'm going to sprint upstairs, burst open the door and say, baby. And then I remember there was a chapter on consent. So I can't just burst open the door and be like, give it to me. Give me your sweet loving. Because maybe you're. Well, you can, though. But maybe you're not. Because we have. We do have a pre negotiated yeah. sort of like. We're married, so I can just burst open the door, and if I'm like, "Give me some sweet love," and you're like, "No," I'm like, "Okay, that's fine." Would you like a cup of tea? I'm gonna go downstairs. <laughs> I can make some dinner. I'm gonna go vacuum something or do the dishes. I'm so sorry. Except you never vacuum anything. I like vacuuming now that I have audiobooks, but let's mm. not get into that. Let's get into chapter two. When I read the title of this chapter, "Am I Ready for Sex?" I was like. How are you going to I was like okay all right let's you know like I, it felt like the gauntlet had been thrown down cuz this is this is the the question How the, they never ask this question actually How do you mean They never ask you to figure out when you're ready for sex They just kind of like assume that you're going to have they? sex Oh the sex educators Yeah They okay. assume you're going to do it but they don't help you to decide like how do I navigate when I'm ready to do what I want to do or this whatever? This was something that I ran into again and again and again and again and again throughout all of my sex ed experiences, which was like basically the answer was um, because I went through sex ed in like the early ish 2000s. The answer in a in a fairly conservative district of Michigan. Um, After the answer, you're married. The answer was either. After you're married or like never Was never. The, It's just like it's better If you just didn't have genitals But like <laughs> we're just gonna burn them all off No they actually Tackled this a bit it was like You know you know, like uh, they, we, It was again that like after school Video like uh, I don't know I, Johnny sort of wants me to And maybe I should put out that was the Angle they mm. always came at was mm-hmm. like The guy is like a panting horny Sex maniac and the girl felt really pressured and she was like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. And then they would be like, well, why don't you walk with me a while, Jane, and we'll talk about it. And they would walk and be like, well, 
do you see Johnny as like a viable mate for the next 50 to 60 years? Because only if you get married in the eyes of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ should you ever let his dirty little penis thing get near your hoo-ha. Yeah, it was that sort of of shit. But I feel like like that that has been the dictum for a long time, which is like... Are you ready for sex? Well, are you ready to get married? Are you ready for the diseases that are going to eat your genitals off? Are you ready for a huge belly with a baby in it? Are you ready to have an abortion? I literally had an adult human being say that to me. What? Which was, um, well, are you you ready to raise a child? And I was like, no, I'm fucking 15 years old. And they're like, then you're not ready for sex. I had an adult tell me that (gasps) when I was like 15. Again. I love how like. There's this thing that happens where adults tell children or teens not to have sex unless they're going to get married or have kids or whatever. And at the same time, all they're doing is they're fucking their wife or their girlfriend or whoever Mm. for fun because they're an adult. I'm know. not really sure what the logic is, but they the, they don't even follow their own advice. You know, it's not like I think it's like a do as I say, not as I do type thing. But right. But we all grow up eventually and we realize, oh, sex is really fun and you don't have to just do it to have babies. Yeah. And it, but in retro, like thinking about it, saying that now, I think I was probably told that more than once. Oh, like that. God. That was the what you what do you call it? Like that's that was the bar to measure Yeah, I'm sure that that is exactly what I was told. Well, are you ready to have a a family? Are you ready to have a baby? Are you ready to take care of a baby? Well, if that answer is no, then you can't. Shouldn't have sex. Don't touch a penis. Keep a dick away from you. But don't even think about penises. Don't even think about penises or vaginas. Well, actually, no. You know, in that case, you should have just been like, "Well, okay, I'll just go for some ladies then." I was so far in the closet, though. (laughs) So deep. God damn it! I could have just been like. Slaying poon. Yeah, and had mine slain. Like, come on, self. Go. If I could go back to myself in high school and be like, hey, so you have these really cute friends who are into vagina, and you are secretly also into vagina. You should, like, hang out with your cute friends more often and just, like, I don't know, you know, like, fucking lick a pussy and have them lick your pussy. Like, duh. You're all young. Your hormones are going crazy. This is when you experiment. Boys, boys this age are idiots, but there's a fairly safe way that you can experiment, and they're called your cute lady friends. Get after it. (laughs) I could have been like, oh my god. You could have been... I could have been so sexually satisfied and learned so much, and just... To borrow a phrase from you, you could have been tits deep in pussy all through high school, yeah, early college, and then I, you could have met me, and things still could have been Dude, and I was on the rugby team in high school and in college, like... You are fairly... Yeah, what was wrong with me? (laughs) You know what it was? We didn't have Religion fucked me up. No, we didn't have drawn to sex the basics as our... Are you kidding? I would have been like, oh my god, Erica Moen, she's so cute. Well, there, but I would have had such a crush. Probably. And then like, oh my God, I think I like women too. There, you could have been out of the closet years ahead of time. This book is literally miraculous. Well, no, I was, yeah. I mean, but on it, it's, I mean, we're reviewing, we're, we're like reviewing and previewing and letting you know about this fun (laughs) book. So obviously we're, we're having fun with it, but, but in totally serious terms, 
I think you meeting you and exploring sex with you from the start of our relationship almost a decade ago till now. Jesus, we're old. You've really like ex- wildly expanded my sexual horizons. You've like shown me a lot of things. You're We're- welcome. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much. But I've learned a lot with you. We've learned together. And I feel like in a weird way, if I'd had a book like this or like something like this earlier in my mm-hmm. life, we, you know, like it wouldn't have taken us so long to get so far. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I, I remember early in our relationship when I, I was just sort Watching of. Watching porn in college certainly helped a lot. I was like, wow, look at all these things that was, you can do. Was that the first time you'd seen porn? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Actually, my freshman year, having a laptop and no parents around and an internet connection, I also and learned. And a door you could look. Right a bit. Yeah. My roommate walked in one time right as I was coming, and that was pretty embarrassing. But uh, Awkward. <laughs> very Who awkward. was it? It was my first roommate, Kevin. Oh, I never met he him. He just let it roll, too. He was so cool about it. He knew... <laughs> Because there was no way he didn't... I mean, I don't know how graphic we want to get here, but, like, there was... Cum is flying everywhere. (laughs) Kevin's like, oh... Hey, dude, I gotta go pee. I mean, that was kind of what it was. He's like, I'm gonna take a shower. And I'm like, you're gonna do that, and I'm gonna clean everything up. It was... I'm gonna yeah, all of the surfaces. It was really embarrassing. I did, We never... You know, we did that that guy thing where you never mention it again. Yes. But boy, was he not my roommate ever after that semester. <laughs> like I have a jack-off maniac in my room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. And the worst part was... is. That was fairly unusual for me. It was like my bi-monthly masturbation session, and he just happened to be like, "Hey, was he, good, was he a good roommate?" No, I we, oh, we didn't get okay. along. He was we were he was very he did his best. You know, he was a like a jock. Like he was kind of into partying. Kind of. Oh, this is we are football. I are football. I are this football. Was, <laughs> he was he, like he was cool. He was he tried. You know, he really did try. I had a hmm. much shittier roommate later on. So he was like nice and everything, but just not. We didn't mesh. We were yeah. very different people. I was like you know reading my my copy of Shakespeare for the. Fifth, my complete works of Shakespeare mm-hmm. for the fifth time, and he was like playing Madden every night, and there was different girls in his bed all the time. Oh yeah, he should not have given you shit at all. Well, do you remember the night, uh, me and my? There was a night where he was out of town, and I had my cousin stay over, and I was sleeping in the chair. No, yeah, I was sleeping in the chair, and my cousin was sleeping there, and his girlfriend girl he was just kind of hanging out with came in and was like hey is Kevin he just walked into the room and was like is Kevin here I'm like no he's he's out of town and she's like alright cool and then she just got into bed with with your cousin uh, with me initially and I'm like nope not remember when Kevin was not not here she was just gonna crash there she was really like drunk but uh. she's like she's like hey and just got into bed and I was from I'm from a town of 400 people and I would, <laughs> when I saw you I thought you were a lesbian by default because your hair was short that's the town I'm from I know. and she got into bed with me and I'm like oh my god there's a woman in bed with me oh my god there's a woman in bed with me wow I'm gonna come oh my god just just like <laughs> by the physical proximity to a female and I was like no I'm sorry I mean you're gonna have to ask sitting me. right now <laughs> I'm gonna have to ask you to just not be in this bed anymore or you are about to be Covered in semen because you are a girl, and I have only talked to one other girl. So she's like, oh. other than your mother. So she goes like, oh, sorry, and gets out, and I'm like, okay, crisis averted. And then she climbed up on the top bunk and got into bed with my cousin, and he did not object for quite a while. And I was like, I think you should probably go. 
Yeah, but you should <laughs> you should probably just not be here anymore. And she's like, okay. And she left. Close the door. I lock the door. I go back to bed. And I hear my cousin after like 30, 30 seconds a minute, a couple minutes in the silent dark where we're both just probably sitting there with our eighteen year old throbbing boners. Just like, oh my god, a drunk a drunk party girl just came in and got into bed with us. You know, like it was uh-huh. it was one of those things that sticks with you in the silent dark. About two minutes later, my cousin goes. I think I like college. (laughs) 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 It was great. Oh my God. Was he not in school in college? Not at that point. Because remember, he's a year younger than me. So that was my freshman year. So So he was 17. Yeah, he was college. He was going to be in college in like six months. And he basically. Did he ever go to college? He did. Yeah. Um, He got a criminal criminal justice degree. But he. uh, I know you don't like him, but he's a, he was a very good cousin of mine for a very long time. So, okay. Anyway, back to this. Anyway, I actually don't book. have any notes on this chapter. Really? I have yeah, a uh, The only note I have is, it's so positive, gentle, supportive, and inclusive. That is the only note that I have. I'm going to cross it off right now. I actually Ooh. do have a note on this, which I love, which is the first page of this chapter, dead center in the, dead center. Of the, it's a, it's set, there's, you know, it's, there's not really, um, panel borders. It's just sort of like a collage of panels moving down the page. Um, Erica, dead center. Honestly, am I ready for sex is too broad a question to tackle. Mm -hmm. I love the honesty and plain speech of this comic where, like, for example, you and I, we had an answer to this when we were young. Remember? Are you ready to raise a baby? That was the that was the like black and white fucking right. marker post, which is like, hey, um, I think. Wait, I, so I should never be having sex, right? Because you don't ever want to have a baby. <laughs> but I think it's like, and likewise, me. It's like, well, shit. But just think about it. Like, for example, we like, hey, hey, hey dad, um, my dad was never like that. So I'd be like, hey, Mister Teacher Man, I think I like girls, and sometimes my like. My pants get kind of tight. <laughs> What's this whole sex thing about? Well, are you ready to have a child and raise a child, a human being that's going to come out of the girl's vagina that you and like? cost you. Hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. and your nose will rot off because of syphilis. Are you ready for that, kid? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I reckon I'm not, sir. Well, then you're not ready for sex. Come back to me when there's some hair on your dick. And he walks away. <laughs> Ew. Jump in the showers, Peterson. You know, like, whatever. But, like, there was an answer to this, and it was a weird religious conservative answer, Mm -hmm. but I love the honesty of, like, look, am I ready for sex? There is no answer to that. Mm -hmm. There isn't one because it's different for everybody. And they're upfront about it. They're not like, we have the magic answer. And I love how they even refer you to two other places. Like, here's where you can get more information about X. They say Planned Parenthood and Scarletine. By the way, Scarletine. Uh, Scarletine, I don't know how it's pronounced, mm-hmm. but I did a little bit of research, and as you might expect, it is a ref. They they very clearly are pestiching the Scarlet Letter, the yeah. novel by Nathaniel Hawthorne, which is fun because they're reclaiming that in a mm-hmm. way. The Scarlet Letter is a uh, an amazing work of fiction it's one of the great novels it's it's truly phenomenal but it is also kind of sex shamey that's the whole point mm-hmm. of the book but it's also weirdly feminist depending on how you read it um but it's it is about an adulterous woman and about this culture of sex shame 
but it's also about the hypocrisy of that culture. So in that way, it is a feminist novel, but it, mm-hmm. because it is so focused on the sex shamey stuff, whatever. I, I have to defend it because I'm a huge fan of the book. Okay. But you're really so Just mean. move along. Okay. So move along. So this, it's, I'm ready for bed. <laughs> it's basically like a, a like a sec. It's a, it's like a place where teens and young adults can go and have their sex questions answered. Oh, cool. Is it like a um agony ant style like um kind of how do you uh like the dear um um, dear abby dear abby it's kind it's there there is that like you can write in and have questions so it is kind of like sex column but there's also articles videos resources so it's like a catch-all like sex education Mm -hmm. thing for teens and young adults and it's really cool i did a brief little click through and pam planned parenthood also does something very similar it's actually on their site semi-recently and I was like oh cool look at all this shit that what is such and such I can click on and it'll give you this whole thing about it it's really cool right so the scarletine one has a little section on the front that says recently answered questions and that's where they have like the the uh dear abby style columns and then on the right there's topics and there's videos and there's resources and they spell I want to go check it out now it's pretty cool their header is spelled with giant scarlet s in a patch, which I'm like, awesome, thank you. You're you're keeping Nathaniel Hawthorne's novel alive. <laughs> He's a literary genius. But um, what I liked about this, about the drawn to sex chapter on Am I Ready for Sex, is they break the quest. They say like, look, we can't answer this, but we can give you a few like touchstones that you can questions you can ask yourself to kind of gauge where you are. On the spectrum of being ready for sex, mm-hmm. and they I, they kind of infer also that you can be ready for some sex, but not all sex. Like for example, you can be ready for like, I think I'm gonna dry hump my boyfriend, or like, <laughs> I am definitely ready to eat some pussy, but I'm I don't know if I'm ready yet to lie under a glass table while someone shits above me. I don't know, oh. if, you know or whatever. Oh. I thought you're gonna be like finger a pussy. No, I'm just saying there's there is a giant glass table. Where's he going with that? Glass table. There's only one place you ever go with a glass table. But I'm just saying there's a giant spectrum of sexual acts, which, by the way, not palatable to you, and incidentally, not palatable to me. But that is somebody's idea of a good time. I mean, that's great. I'm not gonna yuck somebody's yum. I know. I I agree. It's it's a little icky for Mm, me as well. mm -mm. But you know, like, um, okay, so like maybe I'm okay. Let me let me rein it in a little bit. Like I I might be ready to you know like oh I think blowjobs sound pretty awesome, but I don't know if I'm ready yet to be like tied up and vibrators make me feel weird or or whatever you know like. Mm I, I love that it's am I it's not like you're ready for handcuffs but you're not ready for full body bondage I'm ready for full body bondage oh. let's go do it <laughs> no but like uh, a vacuum bed <laughs> exactly let's go rent a vacuum bed oh my god I'm super so curious fun, about right? how it feels I, me too yes. I'm right there with you let's I'm gonna try on latex one. too oh, so curious. oh get out of my head my birthday's coming up. Oh. Anyway, I like... We agreed no presents. We did agree no presents. But Christmas is a long way away. <laughs> Whatever. We'll deal with that when we come to it. Our anniversary is fast already, too. So. Yes. That would have been a great five-year anniversary oh. present. Cat suits. Matching Ooh, cat suits. Matching cat suits? Yeah. <laughs> His and hers cat suits. But um, I like 
I like that that it's not am I ready for sex? It's you def- you define what you're ready for and when. It's mm-hmm. not like I think I'm ready to do everything there ever was. You know, it's right. Yeah. It's not a like an all or nothing. Right. It's 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 not a simple switch. It's not like I no, I'm not ready for sex. Now I'm ready for sex. Come in my eyes, you know, like it's not or whatever the fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> never. D- I mean, I'm re- to to I'm make sure, it I know, to make to show no. the extremes. I'm gra- I'm reaching for the craziest stuff I can think of. You're upsetting our listeners. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably what I'm doing. You're upsetting me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm I'm a proxy. But I'm just saying Oh, I have a note about proxies, by the way. I love that that we as readers have proxies in the comic. I just mm, went to page mm-hmm. 15. Ah, uh, so many things to think about. Oh, God, I'm failing sex and I haven't even started yet. Like, we've just been through two pages. That's you thinking you broke your penis. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that is That is young me being like, oh, no, like... <laughs> My penis is broken. I'm dying. I'm not ready to make a baby with my blankets, so I shouldn't have had <laughs> sex. <laughs> but no, I, I yeah, I, I like that. In, <laughs> in You would have cute blanket baby. Oh, thanks. In most of these chapters, it's not just like, here I am, cartoon character telling you the facts of life. Right. It's. Here's some real people who are, in, you know, doing some stuff, and they have questions. Real human emotions and thoughts. Here and- comes Erica mm-hmm. strolling into panel. Let me tell you all about what I think about sex and give you a really super open-minded and really coolly, like, awesomely inclusive look at the ins and outs of sex. And then the the reader proxy, the normal people, have questions and have freakouts and have, like, what the fuck are you talking about, Erica? And Erica's like, now, now, let's all just be it's cool. cool. Everyone be cool. Everybody be cool. Everybody be cool. <laughs> be let cool, me, honey, let buddy. Me, let me break this down. For, exactly. <laughs> so, like, it's not just, like, I, I like that the, the stand-ins aren't just, like, yeah, wow, Erica, you know this everything. This is so great. Exactly, because it would be easy to have the real people be, like, be like, yes, everything you say makes perfect sense, and then it, it wouldn't feel... It wouldn't feel the same. It wouldn't feel fun and conversational. It mm-hmm. would feel dogmatic. But because the people, the the cartoon people, push back against Erica a little bit and challenge her to expound upon her. I views. like her hiking boots. Which ones? Oh, the 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 us proxy yeah. lady. I yeah, and I also wrote down by the way support info community because mm-hmm. one of the big things that they talk about is when you are you know hashing out whether or not you're ready for sex. Mm-hmm. Find a group of people you find a, a community that you can talk to about this. Go online. Find supportive ask friends. Supportive friends. Family exactly. that can help you through this. Yeah. Which is so cool because I remember growing up, this was and honestly, like my dad's super awesome. You know, he's amazing. But this was my this was my dad's sex con- He avoided it intentionally. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but he he kind of avoided it intentionally. He left it up to the school system and like, ah, oh, we found a magical yeah. book. But there was a brief moment, which I won't get into, where he kind of couldn't avoid it. He had to say something to me. And this was what he said. Ready? Um, uh, if you want to, if you're going to be like having sex, just make sure you wear a condom. If you need, if you need, if you need condoms, let me know. That was it. Wow. Right. So cool. like supportive community, you're not, I, I had a hard time finding it, but now with the internet, 
I feel like you oh can. Oh my God, kids these days are so lucky. Right? You can go to Scarletine or Planned Parenthood or any of a million forums. Now, not all forums are going to give you good advice, but you True. can at least, you can find communities where you can ask questions. And I think it's a lot easier for kids now to like get around and get to places. Yes. Than it was when we were kids. Yeah. and But while, then we were also in very like rural, rural We both grew up in pretty rural communities. Yeah. But, and also I was thinking like in a, in a lot of ways, I think society as a whole. Now, of course we just had a fucking abysmally bad election and the shit is looking really rough. Ugh, but going sideways hard. in the mean, you know, like in recent years, there's been like a, a, a sort of a swing towards like trans kids in high schools having a community and yeah, gay kids. Support. The yes. legalization of gay marriage. Like, th- there's been a cool trend. I love that kids can, kids are comfortable enough and feel safe enough to be open right. in high school. Like, like can, I think I can name one kid or maybe two mm-hmm. that I knew in high school who were out gay. Right. I didn't know a lot either. And then. You had fucking like 10 people at your school. That's true. Including teachers. There and the weird thing was is like right now in my head, I can I can say probably, you know, like there like there were probably I can probably say with some confidence that there were five or six closeted gay guys and a Oh, there were a lot of closeted kids in high school that I know too, but Right, like you you kind of have the feeling for it, but none of them were out and mm-hmm. most of them had girlfriends, you know, throughout right, high school. Yeah. I know for sure one of them has come out recently, but like nowadays when I went to college and there was, there were gay people everywhere. Yeah. It was. And there's a, there was a gay club on campus. It was so, it was so cool. They had events for gay kids. Yeah. Yeah. My dad is a, my, my dad is like a super hippie. So I was always kind of, that always bummed me out that people couldn't be themselves because yeah. we lived in a conservative shitty town where people yeah. and I think every high school has bad bullies to a point but like it felt particularly bad kind of out in the woods you yes. know with the farmer kids not that there's anything wrong with farmer kids but we had some rough bullies in the high school I went to so no one could really all the people who there were a lot of people who were outsider and couldn't be themselves and when I got to college and it was like I'm like, oh my god, two guys kissing, and it wasn't like horror, or like I wasn't horrified by it at all because I grew up with like this super hippie, your dad's super my, chill, my super yeah. chill dad. So I was like, holy shit, college is great. Look at this, like people expressing themselves and being themselves. And then yeah. I met you, and I was like, look, a lesbian, and you were like, hey, and I'm like, wait a minute, hold on, <laughs> hold the phone, pump the brakes. Just a, just a girl with short hair. <laughs> Let's get the small town out of the out of you here. All right, you're in the big city now. Uh, well, you weren't completely wrong well yeah but i, mean, I was half right yeah <laughs> halfway i was halfway right half gay but no that was so cool and i i think in a weird way i mean i know there's been this weird that the, the election kind of put the dark shadow of doubt back into us but i feel like we're moving in a direction this the direction shown by this comic yeah i think i feel like um people are really moving this way i, I feel like people yeah. are very supportive and very open and caring. I, I agree. For and the I, most part. And I think that there is more this, the community, the support, the information. I think there's more of that now than there ever has been. Yeah. And I think that's so fucking amazing. I don't know. Like reading this comic again and again, I was just like, Oh, oh, yay! oh yeah, this is amazing. Um, 
I like the questions. They give you four questions to ask yourself, and I wanted to run through them, and I wanted to have you answer them. Oh, God. Okay. <clears throat> I'll, I'll answer them as well, and I'll do it first, <clears throat> if you want. The first question is, why do I want to have sex? Which I think is that... Because it's fun. It is fun, yeah. and that would be probably my answer, too. And also, like, the, the, the like, emotional bullshit that it comes with it but mostly because it's fun no i'm kidding but um that's the que- that's the only question that they basically asked in high school which was like um it mostly it was geared towards making sure that girls weren't giving in to their pressuring oh, yeah. boyfriends yeah. like why do you want to have sex is it because your boyfriend wants you to have sex or is it because that's what you're ready for but after that there was kind of no exploration yeah. of it other than like don't have babies or diseases but um I love, yeah, I liked that question. I like the inclusion of that question and the way that they deal with it, which is basically like the the pressuring boyfriend. Like, don't do it because you feel pressured. Do it because you want to, this is something you want to explore. Question two, what am I comfortable trying? Hmm. And what I wanted to ask you Mm -hmm. is when you were younger, did you like test boundaries? Well, I wrote down, did you test boundaries or explore strangeness? Or was it because I remember... Uh. No. Not at all. I was so closed off when I was a teen. I remember getting a DVD like passed to me in a notebook that had some weird porn on it. Uh-huh. By weird porn, I mean bondage porn. And I was like 15 and I'd never <laughs> seen anything like it. So I was like, what is this? So, Boring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, look at all this leather and latex. But um, I remember I only I only remember doing it like one time when I was younger. But I remember I took a a bathrobe tie, and I was like, "Yeah, I think I could be into bondage. Let's no. give this a shot." And I tied my ankles together, and I was like, "This is bondage. I'm doing bondage." <laughs> and it was like, m- mostly it was just irritating because I'm like, I really want to move my legs, but they're tied together by this bathrobe thing. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this bondage thing. Bondage is terrible. <laughs> But uh, no, so no, because I didn't even really masturbate as a teen because I was just fucked up about sex. Mm, yeah, that's a bummer. I did a lot, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like once I got into high school, it was more of a thing. Once you get like but, hit college, I, yeah, high school, college, I was like, right. oh, okay, cool. This is how this works. I still kind of fucked up about it, but. I still gotcha. Did it. Yeah, I. I mean, I obviously grew up religious, and I was, you know, there's the whole like oh, masturbation's bad. But I was. Jesus is watching you masturbate but, right man, now. And I, I worked out a lot, and I had just hormones going. I was just like, Jesus wants to watch. She's, you know, he can look away. I got some shit I got to take care of. I have to, Jesus. Jesus, you, you're a dude. You understand. <laughs> you were a teen. You, you were a teen it. once. <laughs> Okay, what's question number three? three. Uh, Consider how sex might impact your life. Um, And this is where they basically ask, like... By making it way more fun. (laughs) But they basically ask, like, is, you know, if your peer group figures out that you're sexually active, if your parents Mm. find out, you know, like, making a personal decision is all well and good, but I like that they kind of are like, you know, consider your surroundings if you're in a, like, hyper-conservative Christian world and Mm, dive off the deep end. But what well, the the thing that like opened my eyes was they say in here, not opened my eyes, but I was like, oh, they say consider your local laws. Yeah, and I was like, yep. 
I totally forgot about that, but technically in Michigan there are still fairly harsh sodomy, sodomy laws, laws on the in the, on the books. They're not enforced anymore, right. but I was thinking And also about like that. sex toys are sold as novelties, novelties. for a reason. That's yeah. part of it's folded into the sodomy laws. Yep. And I was like, "Wow." Um I remember talking to You're not actually supposed to use them for anything. It's a It's just gag a gag gift. gift. Right. I, t- I was talking to somebody not too long ago who was said something like technic but technically speaking it's like one of those like you can't chain a crocodile to a fire hydrant in louisiana on a thursday or like one of those weird you know the weird rules yeah um he was saying spit on the sidewalk on front street between blah no you you can't no i know it's even on the sidewalk Mm -hmm. in marquette in marquette it's no spitting on the sidewalk yeah it's in the concrete yeah but um and that's to prevent the transmission of diseases back when people walked around without shoes more often which college kids still apparently do, which well, they're doing it now. Completely grosses me out. You know why it grosses me out is do broken you know glass. Many, yeah, do you know how many fucking bottles people throw up on the sidewalk? Oh my um, god! Like, I've been part of so many groups <laughs> wa- wandering the streets at three a.m. just hammered drunk, and you hear the bottle shatter, and you're like, "Well, on we go." And then the next day, just people don't are like, yourself. "Look, man, you don't understand. We're not meant to wear shoes." And I'm like, "We're yeah, also like, not meant to shatter bottles on the ground." But have fun with your <laughs> hookworm or whatever. Your hookworm tetanus syphilis, <laughs> whatever the fuck you just got. Um, You're all about that syphilis life. Huh? Well, I just keep thinking of John Wilmot, second yeah. round Rochester oh. from uh, the Libertine, oh, that when he's got his so fake heartbreaking. Nose on, but it's so good. Um, but yeah, my buddy was saying, like, technically speaking, on the books, blowjobs are illegal in Michigan, and I was like, what? What? Because it's sodomy. It's technically sodomy. Oh, I'm a sodomite. I know, me too. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I must be a felon. Like, just forget three strikes you're out. I'm like 7,000 strikes. <laughs> Bird and I should be locked away forever. I mean, we probably Four. should. <laughs> Yes. So many high fives this episode. Um, The fourth question is the personal values. um, I like that they include mentality and morality together, Uh which is like, if you're religious, is it going to mess you up if you're super sexual Mm. or if you become sexually active? Right. But also like, how will this affect you just in your brain? Like in your brain, your head brain. Um. Yeah, noggin. And then I have, I really don't have that many more notes, but I have, I do have one, which is I like this, the roller coaster mm, mm-hmm. mixed in with the, uh, the dial, the dialogue when Erica's talking about how your, you know, your sexual interests will change mm-hmm. over your life. Mm-hmm. So you, you get that valley, you get the peak and we see physically a roller coaster mm-hmm. and while we're watching this roller coaster we're learning you know like you know and you're not always gonna like the same stuff something mm-hmm. you really love when you're young might lose its luster and something you were repulsed by when you were you know at one point in your sexual life you might find like totally hot when later on in life which is interesting because i've read several pa- thinking that is true mm-hmm. i've read several times in several different uh, like books and magazines and stuff that um, women, I, I, there's this whole because of porn culture they talk about how like oh it, it shows like young women being like way into anal right because mm-hmm. that's that's like de rigueur for porn, but the actual facts not facts but like polls have shown that of the women who are actually interested in anal and of course I'm not reading like anal across all genders because I'm right. a straight white man so I primarily <laughs> am reading about 
straight relationships. Um, that women, uh, the, a lot of women who become interested in anal become interested in anal in middle age. Women's sex drives peak in their 40s. Middle-aged women get freaky. Middle-aged <clears throat> women get freaky, yeah. Which is weird because you, you always... You are so fucked. You're always... <laughs> yeah, are you kidding me? I hope I'm... I hope I'm so fucked in middle mm. age. But you hear again and again, like, oh, college girls are crazy. Oh, college girls is where it's at. But then when you look at the numbers, it's like, mm, actually, college girls... You should be fucking the college girls' mom. Right. A lot of college girls are a little bit hesitant to try some stuff, but when, you know, college girl, exactly. College girl's mom is like, God, I gotta recapture the dragon or whatever the fuck. I don't know what it is, Mm. but like, I think what it goes to show, and I've, I met a particularly freaky college girl, and I'm (laughs) married to shit out of her, but like, um, I think it just goes to show that people hit different, different stuff at different points in their life. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a, again, spectrum. It's a. I also found this really interesting that the people who are having anal sex aren't gay couples primarily. It's actually mostly straight people having anal sex. Really? Straight couples, yeah. Where'd you read that? Somewhere? Somewhere. Somewhere? The internet told you? Yep, the internet told me this. That's interesting. I've, the, I, I've, uh, some study or I've met, something. Like, many, the, the two gay men that I'm close friends with, mm-hmm. both, or actually, I'm sorry, the, <clears throat> Yeah, the two gay men that I'm close friends with, neither of them really like anal sex that much. They, See, there you go. Which is interesting. Anyway, that's the first two chapters of Drawn to Sex. Ta-da! <laughs> You're welcome. You're totally Go right. get it. This, go back it on Kickstarter. This will, of course, be a two-part episode. <laughs> we'll, or maybe I'll just... Yeah. Maybe we'll just do this until we're done or until the month of May is done. But I actually will... Yeah, we procrastinated. We've got notes on Lost Girls. So we do, yeah. I, I think we should just sit down um, Thursday or something. Sometime, boom, sometime too, and knock an episode out. Yeah. I agree. I think we should get a bunch in the bank, too, so we're not, uh, we don't miss weeks yes. anymore. Yes. All right. So, do, what do you think? Housekeeping? I think we should do, this is, these chapters <laughs> go so quick. I feel like we could do, we could do episodes like this pretty we could we could knock out a bunch of like drawn to sex episodes. Yeah, if we don't deep dive like we did for right. this one. Yeah, I think we can. Yeah. Well, a lot of it was diversions, which is cool, <laughs> like digressions, because this we're all sex we're all sexual beings, except when we're not, which this book also you know discusses, which is really really cool. But you know, in a way, we're all we're all sexual beings. This is a part of all of our lives, even in its absence. So. We all have stories, and I'm I'm glad that it sparks conversations like this. I think it's cool that this book drove this cool. conversation. Yeah, I mean, who'd have thought we could have talked this long about not even, like, I was going to say fun stuff. Not even, yeah. It's not even, like, the dirty chapters, which I'm super <laughs> stoked for. There's a, there's a, uh, uh, there's chapters coming up, which we'll talk about, but, like, there's, uh, da, 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 I'm getting to the, like, there's, <clears throat> there's a chapter called, um, how, how to, to rock a three-way. How to rock a three-way. There's a chapter called How to Eat Pussy, How to Suck Cock. There's... Sexting. Yeah. I mean, come on. We're not even talking about the the fun stuff yet. We're like, all right, let's talk about what sex is. All right. Now, so, no, I'm, now I'm just... I've become my <laughs> science teacher. So, mm. yeah, we'll wrap this up and we'll hit you with uh, some Lost Girls. I don't know when that'll come out. Probably soon, though. Don't worry about it. We're going to be back on this train and we're going to... Don't get, worry about it. Yeah, we're going to get ahead. We're going to get ahead. There's going to be lots more Chapman and Robin coming your way because we're not going to be bad about it. We're not going to be shitty people no. anymore. 
We are a listener-supported podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So if you like what you've heard and you want to hear more, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Max Peterson. That is sort of a catch-all Patreon that also does include the other podcast I record with Carl Hartley called Measuring Flicks, the film appreciation podcast. Um, We're going to be doing bonus episodes uh, this coming... uh, yeah, this coming month in June, we're going to be dropping a couple of It Came From The Short Box episodes, <laughs> which is going to be super cool. Uh, we're doing some double headers with Measuring Flicks and Chapman and Robin. Uh, and speaking of uh, patron-supported or listener-supported podcasts, we uh, with some of the uh, levels of support get shout-outs on the show. So we're going to shout-out our very favorite people, our very favorite podcast listeners, John Shabby and Casey Shabby over in the big Casey Shabby over in NYC and we love them and also we have to thank even though he hates it when I do this my co-host on Measuring Flicks Carl Hartley he's a scholar he's a gentleman he's a donor to this podcast and also to his own podcast the only reason the only reason he donates is so that he can see what's happening on the page i know but also i like to think that it's because he's supporting this show which he is not a part of and we have one more don't we of course we do is he still supporting us of course he is oh he will always be supporting us oh he always has been supporting us yes connor sweeney has supported both of us since before we were born. <gasps> oh. He donated money to our parents. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's younger than both of us. <laughs> yeah, I know. He had a trust fund set up in his name. Uh, you mean our was, names? No, in his name before oh, uh. he was born. So when he was born, it started backdating and authorizing payments to our parents. Oh. Well, we would have been born so at that kind. point. I don't know. All I know is that I've gotten checks from the Connor Sweeney estate. Oh. And my parents have check stubs. I found a check stub in an old family photo album. It was weathered and it was like written on like old buffalo skin and shit. And it was like from the ancient Middle Ages times. It was oh on a God. scroll. It was on a papyrus roll. Oh. And it was written in hieroglyphs. Oh. And there was a hieroglyph in the bottom where the signature should go. In the cartouche? Go. In the cartouche, yes. Uh-huh. And it said Connor Sweeney oh. in English, which is oh. fucking crazy because I'm pretty sure Connor Sweeney is a time traveler, which is how he got so much money. Uh, he went back in time and he invested a did dollar. Did he give birth himself? He put a dollar. Oh my God, did he? I don't know. All I know is he went back in time and he put a dollar in a savings account back in the whenever savings account started. And the interest now makes him a billionaire and that's how he's able to support our show. Oh. I'm pretty tired. Are All you right. tired? I am very tired. Are you ready to go okay, to bed? Yes. <laughs> Let's go to bed. Okay. Um, check out Drawn to Sex. Go go hit it up on Kickstarter or go to Drawn to Sex. Is it Drawn to Sex? Drawn to Sex.com. Drawn to Sex.com and go follow what was Erica's Instagram? Fuck yeah, Erica Moen. Fuck yeah, Erica Moen. M O E N. Um, that has been it for Chatman and Robin this week. I'm Max Peterson. And I'm Bird. Holy podcast, Chatman. Chatman.